16. Okay. Let's go to the Lord and we'll pray and then we'll, we'll get into the, the lesson today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are and we thank you for this class and their love for you and their love for each other, love for our local church. And we ask that you just be with us and help us. Lord, come teach this class this morning because I'm not uh, capable. And uh, we thank you for, for the word and it's true and we can count on it. And uh, so just be with us and be with everything that's said and done in every class today and everywhere in the church and the further services. Just honor uh, yourself in and through it all. And we'll be grateful and, and we'll be thankful for all you are, and we'll give you the praise in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Max passed out a little sheet of paper, and it's got Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And um, uh, uh, we've often said that when you go to the Gospels, these are known as the synoptic Gospels because they tell some of the same story. And so um, what I've got there for you, and we won't go to all of this, um, uh, Matthew 24, 1 through 3 is also the basically has been found in Luke, excuse me, Mark 13, 1 through 4, and Luke 21, 5 through 7. So I, all I've done there is, is show you where the same uh, scriptures are found in different gospels and we'll go to Mark some because he adds some clarification to what Matthew has done or uh, adds more detail so that that's just for your information in Exodus 19 and we've talked about this over and over and over again but in Exodus 19 the the Moses uh, when he came uh, off the mount and and the people were there Exodus 19 um, verse 5 uh, now then if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant then you shall be my own possession among all people for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests a holy nation these are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Verse 7, So Moses came and called for the elders of the people and set before them all the words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. So in verse 5 he says, You shall be my own possession among all people it can also be translated you're my special treasure so from that point on the the Jews the Israelites have been known as God's people they were and still are God's special treasure and so when we we got to the book of Matthew when we started it over a year ago. Um, we said that Matthew was a Jew. 
a very good Jew. And he wrote to the Jews from the Jewish perspective. So we open up in, in chapter 24 here. Uh, and this is still, we're still headed to the cross. This is, this is Holy Week. And he had just left the temple. Verse 24, uh, chapter 24, verse 1. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple building to him. And he said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say unto you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. Now, in verse 37 of the chapter of chapter 23, he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would have loved to pull you as a, as a hen pulls her chicks under her wings and but you wouldn't, you wouldn't listen. And so as the disciples were leaving, they were talking about the edifices, the building of this great temple. And Jesus said, uh, what you see here won't be here. Every stone will be torn down. And that was probably a hard thing for, for, for those people to see. Or to hear, because it was a beautiful um, temple, and and it was a big building, and yet they said it was going to be torn down. So, in verse three, uh, as he was sitting at the Mount of Olives, so he they were going out. They asked him uh, about the temple, and then he said what he said about it's going to be torn down. He was sitting at the Mount of Olives, and his disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. Well, Mark tells us that it was four guys that went to see him. It was Peter, James, John, and Andrew. These were the disciples that... that that wanted to know more. And what the next two chapters, 24 and 25, is called the Olivet Discourse. When you, when you talk to, to uh, scholars and, and, uh, and people, we, we like to put things in boxes. The Greeks taught us that. And so they, they call this what Jesus said, uh, the Olivet Discourse. And it has to do with end times. Now, if anybody tells you that they know all about end times, mark them. <laughs> because there's nobody knows everything that's going to happen. Now, we, we do fall in particular camps. Uh, I fall in a particular camp. Uh, we 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 say that uh, we're I'm a in the pre-trib camp. Well, what does that mean? And it goes back to the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church will be before the tribulation. There's all kinds of of great people 
uh, that love the Lord that, that think very differently than that. Uh, I think I'm in pretty good company. We have people like uh, Dr. Stanley and John MacArthur and Chuck Swindoll and the folks from Dallas Theological. All of these people talk about uh, the premillennial uh, coming. They, they hold that stance. And so that's the stance that I've been taught, and that's the stance that, that I teach. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying that's, <laughs> that, that's where we come from. Now, uh, Matthew 24 and Matthew 25, as we have said, Matthew wrote to the Jews. He didn't write it to the church age. He didn't write it to us this side of the cross. He wrote it to those people. However, there are, is some dual meaning in here. As we've talked about when we talked about the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments weren't to us, but they were for us. And the same thing is, can be said about some passages in here, that this is not to us, but it's for us. But it's very much to the Jews of the day. And a lot of it is taken from uh, what Daniel said. And when we went through Daniel, chapter 7, and to the end of the chapter in particular, um, it, it, it says that. In fact, as we've mentioned before, that, and we'll see it here in verse, um, in verse 15, that Jesus himself said, you know, the prophet Daniel, he, <clears throat> Jesus, the Lord of glory, uh, stamped uh, Daniel as being authentic when he quoted him in this particular place. So with that little background, we're going to, say these four guys got with the Lord according to Mark and he says he says teach us or tell us and this is what they ask tell us when these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age in verse 4 Jesus said to them See to it that no one misleads you. First right out of the box, Jesus said, you know, there's going to be some confusion. There are going to be some people that come try to uh, make you go a different way. But you be careful. And this, is, and this is what he's saying. Now, again, this is all, this is all happening basically uh, getting ready for and anticipating the tribulation uh, as we teach uh, that we won't be here as God's, as God's children. But the Jews will still have to go through some of this. We've often said that, that the time clock of end times is the Jews. You watch what's happening in Jerusalem and with the Jews and that's God's alarm clock. And, and we keep saying we're ticking closer and closer to his coming. Uh, and for us, his coming is the rapture of the church. Um, 
but Jesus in Matthew is talking about his coming to the Jews. So in verse 5, we said, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not frightened, for those things must take place, but that it is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom will against, against kingdom, and in various places there will be famine and earthquakes, but, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. They're just, that's just a precursor to the Lord coming back. Now this is what Jesus said, not what I said or Chuck Swindoll said or, or Dr. Stanley. This is what Jesus said. And in the verse 9, he says, then, he puts a time stamp on it. After these things happen, then uh, they will deliver you to the tribulation, and they will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away, many will betray one another and will hate one another. Um, <laughs> we look at it in the lens of 2020 and says, hey, we're, we're there. You can't do that. <laughs> but uh, it, it's easy to kind of want to throw our current circumstances in light of Scripture. And yet, that's not what he's saying. He's talking to the Jews that nation, and he said, you will hear about all these things, but it's not, it's not yet. But then, he, like I said, he put a date stamp on you. They will deliver you to the uh, tribulation. They will kill you. Will you be hated by all nations because of my name? At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased. Most people's love will grow old. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. So he's saying to the Jews, tribulation's coming. It's going to be tough. But he says the one who... Uh, endure to the end will be saved. Turn to Revelation, the seventh chapter, the last book in the Bible, the seventh chapter. You with me? Chapter 7, verse 13. Then one of the elders saying to me, Those who are clothed in white robes, who are they and where have they come from? And I said to him, Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of great tribulation and have had, their, had washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
So in tribulation, there are going to be Jews that are going to be saved. The, it's, uh, it's going to be tough for them to be saved. But they will be saved. And when he says here in verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Uh, we can't imagine, we really can't imagine the terror that's going to happen during tribulation. We as the church won't be there, but our, our friends, the Jews, will be there. And the people who have, have not been raptured will be there. So it's, it's uh, and that's, that's conjecture on my part, and that's what I've been taught. But again, I, I say if, if you've got it all down together, <clears throat> you really don't know what you're talking about. Verse 14. Now, verse 14 holds a dual meaning. It holds a meaning for uh, the Jews at that time, and it holds a meaning for us today. He says, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, he's speaking directly to the Jews. But it's also applicable to us today that, that the promise God said, he says, until the word, word is reached by every, or preached, or, or every nation has been aware of the Lord Jesus, um, and then the end will come. But this is another verse sometimes we take out of context, but... Uh, in this particular thing, he's written, he's written it to the Jews, but it has meaning for us. And we'll see uh, that more and more as we go into the book. Verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Now hold your finger here. We're going to come back, but let's go to Daniel chapter 5. Um, you, go to, you can go to find Isaiah and keep going to the left. Um, Isaiah and Jeremiah. I said to the left, didn't I? To my other left, the right. <laughs> Ezekiel. You'll find Daniel. All right, Daniel chapter 7. Now, you remember that Daniel, Daniel was, uh, Daniel was, was reading Jeremiah, and, and he was, looking for what Jer Jeremiah said about the coming back of the Lord. And, uh, and then he prayed, and then the Lord told him uh, what was going to happen. Um, I'm sorry, it's chapter, chapter 9, not, not chapter 7. Verse 24. And he talks, we went, we went through this when we went through Daniel. Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, 
to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and the prophet. And he 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 goes he goes on there. Uh, turn now to chapter chapter twelve. <clears throat> Chapter 12, verse 11. From the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Now, there, the, temple, the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. Um, the temple, according to prophecy, Something's going to happen on the Temple Mount, and a lot of people are speculating where that is. Now you know, uh, at the Temple Mount now is is occupied by the 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 Muslims, but they have the wall, the Eastern Wall, still there, and that's where you see the people going to the Eastern Wall and praying to the Eastern Wall and putting their little prayer things in the crevices of the brick. Uh, so somewhere in time, there's going to be a temple or some place to offer a sacrifice. And what Jesus has said in what he echoed what Daniel said, that when this person who we're going to know as the Antichrist or, or the false prophet, when he comes and he desecrates the place of sacrifice. And he says, the, about when that happens, that's another date stamp. <laughs> and Jesus said, he says, let the reader beware. He said, but uh, verse 16, those who are in Judah, Judah must flee to the mountains. Uh, whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get these things out of the house. Uh, whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For there will be a great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until now or ever will. Unless those days had been cut short, no life will have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those will be cut short. So he's saying that when that happens, when they desecrate the place of sacrifice, and I don't know where that is or what it's going to look like, but when that place of sacrifice uh, is, is um, violated uh, through desecration, um, he says, you need to look up. Now... Again, he's talking to the Jews. He's not talking to us as this side of the cross. But there is a dual meaning there for us also that we need to be ready. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more if we get there. Um, we need to be ready uh, for the Lord's rapture, for us to be snatched away. He's talking about end times when the Lord's coming back to take, take care of his people uh, in Israel. But there is a meaning for us 
that we need to, to be ready. We don't hear much preaching about the second coming. Now, when I was a younger man, uh, it was all the rage in evangelical circles. You heard a lot of preaching about the Lord's coming back. You don't hear that today. And I, I think it's a tragedy because the urgency of the gospel uh, is, is, is not proclaimed. And there is an urgency because the Lord is going to come back. We don't know when he's coming back. And we need to be sure that our family in particular and those we love know the Lord. And, and, and I'm sorry we don't hear it, but that's just where it is. But there's an urgency about the gospel. I just looked at the clock and I got to speed up. Okay. So, but he, he, talks, he talks about, um, um, well, let me see. I just lost my thought. Um, we need to watch these, these people um, that are coming. And for the sake, oh yeah, uh, unless those days would be cut short, no life would be saved. But for the sake of the elect of, the, of those days, it will be cut short. He's saying it's going to be so bad that, that if the Lord didn't stop it, if he didn't stop it, nobody would survive. That's how, that's how difficult it's going to be. But he is going to stop it because of the, the elect. He still, he still loves his people. All right, let's skip down to verse 29. But immediately after the tribulation, those days the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will, will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. We don't know how this is going to happen. But according to Scripture, everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to see what happens here and that the Lord is going to return. And uh, I have no idea. Uh, he's the God of heaven. He made the heavens. He can do, he can do what he wills. Uh, right now we, we, we talk about uh, uh, the clouds here. And the clouds here won't be the same as the clouds in Greenville. Or the clouds in Greenville won't be the same as they are in Dallas. But everybody's going to be able to see the Lord at that point in time. Uh, we all look at the moon. And we've said, you know, you've been separated by, from loved ones. And, and, and they see the moon and you see the moon. And there's been love songs written about looking at the moon. But anyway, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the fact is that he's going to come back. And he's going to send his, and everybody's going to know it. Verse 31, and he will send forth his angels with, uh, with a great trumpet, and they will gather together the, the elect from the four corners and from the end of the, uh, of the sky to the order. This is not the trump that's going to rapture us. It's the trump, the trumpet that, that is going to uh, make, <clears throat> make the... Uh, the Jews realize that the Lord is coming back. Now, in, from verse 32 through the verse uh, 51, he gives some, Jesus gives some parables. He gives a parable of, of the fig tree. And he, he, well, let's go back. But all of this has meaning for us. It's a dual meaning that we need to be ready. It's written to them, but it has a meaning for us. And he says, uh, verse 32, 
Now learn from the, the parable from the fig tree. When, it, when its branches uh, have already become tender and, and puts forth its leaves, and you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see these things, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly I say unto you, this generation, this race, will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. You need to mark that verse, and you need to mark the next verse, verse 36. But of that day and the hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. When these people say, and we've gone through this, uh, it just, every now and then, you know, somebody's gathered together on the mountains in New Mexico, and they're waiting for the Lord to come back. He doesn't know when they're going to come back. I don't know. Nobody comes back. Scripture said Jesus, the author of glory, says nobody knows but Daddy. You need to hang your hat on that. But we also need to be ready for the, the Lord's coming back. And I don't know when it's going to be. And uh, he goes on to say, for in the days they'll be giving in marriage and so forth and so on. He says, but, but that's not it. Verse 42, therefore be on alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Now, again, I can't stress it too much what was written here was written to our jewish friends but it's applicable to us uh, because of the rapture of the church two different two different situations we teach that we will be raptured nothing has to happen nothing has to happen before before we could be raptured out. It could be this afternoon. It could be before we get through with service today, the Lord could call us home. Nothing has to happen for the rapture of the church. Um, and then when we're in glory, the earth is still here and the Jews will still be here that don't know him and God is still dealing with them. Have I made that point clear? Yeah. We understand we understand where we are? Okay. So he said, be on alert, verse 42, uh, for you do not know when the Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would have not allowed his house to be broken into. So he's giving some practical things about the Lord's coming. Verse 45, Then uh, who then is the uh, faithful and sensible slave whom the master put in charge of his whole household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is the slave who comes um, with whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say unto you, he will be put him in charge of all his possessions. The details of how all of this is going to happen, we don't know, and nobody knows. What we can be truthful is the Lord told, he gathered these disciples together, and he said, folks, this is how it's going to be. And he didn't give them all the answers. We have what we have in these three Gospels that we can go back and look at. 
But again, that's written to the Jews, but it's applicable to us today in some, some measure. So I think what I would like to drive home is the fact that Jesus is coming back. We don't know when. We don't know anything. But uh, when he comes back, that's it. That's it. Now, people will be saved during tribulation, but it'll be very difficult. The written word will be there. But Timothy tells us that, that, that we who are, are snatched out, which is the word rapture, just snatched out, when we're taken away, the Holy Spirit, which we have with us, goes. And he says, uh, and there won't be that witness on earth. Scripture will be here. Some people can pick up Scripture, and the Lord can maybe deal with them at that time. But the Holy Spirit won't be here because we've been raptured out. So uh, it's going to be very difficult to come to know the Lord during tribulation, but people will, both, both Jews and Gentiles. Uh, and that's what he said, you know, the scripture we read in Revelation. Where did these people come? These are the ones that came through tribulation and had their robes dipped in the blood of the Lamb. Well, uh, next week Art can clean up my mess and, uh, and, and go on with, the, with chapter 25, which, uh, which is more the, the parables that the Lord spoke about. And so we'll we'll uh, we'll go from there. Any questions? Any comments? You did it pretty well. You did it really well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I thank you for those sweet words. Okay. I don't know sometimes why I do all this. I don't ever look at it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we we uh, we uh, and I'll have to give credit. Um, uh, much of much of this has comes from. Uh, my reading of the of the folks at Dallas Theological, and they wrote in this uh, uh, commentary that I, I lean on a lot. Uh, it's a Bible knowledge commentary by by the folks at Dallas. So anyway, uh, that's where we are. Okay, well let's pray, and we'll we'll go. I thank you, folks, who clean the tables and and do what we need to do to get ready for the other people. Father, Lord, we thank you for everything. We ask that you would be with us.